Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, Jake. Yes, sir. Did you know it is our anniversary month? How long have we been married? (laughs) No, the show. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I did know The that, show's actually. anniversary. We are turning six years old, and to celebrate that- We're going to first grade. We're <laughs> close. We're giving a discount on our Patreon. If you join the year-long subscription to the Patreon, you can get 15% off during the month of May. You can find out everything about our Patreon at patreon.com slash thecritshow, but all tiers for the month of May are 15% off when you sign up for the annual membership. Is that as exciting as first grade? You know, now that I'm kind of remembering back to first grade, that's far better than first grade. Right, it is time to find out whose predictions came true while we were gone. <laughs> if I remember right, Jake's prediction was that somebody would lose a shoe. And they did. The moment when we were standing there and this came back up and everybody going, oh my God, that happened was fucking excellent. Yeah. Just the <laughs> the astonishment of, oh, I predicted somebody would do this. And I went, I said someone would lose a shoe. And it was like right after... Todd knocked his shoe off the second story balcony into the mountains and then couldn't go get it because he didn't have a shoe now. And so Adam had to go fetch it for him. Yeah. Super choice. He had set his shoes up on the railing to get into the hot tub. And then when he got out to dry off, elbowed his shoe. But just single shoe, a singular shoe into the mountains. <laughs> I had predicted that somebody would bleed. We went to a trampoline park. The bleeding did not occur there. But on the drive back, Adam tried to pull off his uh, his childproof bracelet and <laughs> cut himself. <laughs> Um, I bled there. Oh, did you? I'm still recovering from it. Uh, I, I got a scrape as I was dodging the, uh, the wipeout bar, you know, when you try to like trampoline over the the big bar that's there to knock you down. Mm -hmm. And I thought I'd be silly and just drop flat. So it'd go over me. And in doing so, uh, scraped up my elbow. Oh and, yeah. Uh, so oh, you yeah. Got a scab there. Yeah, I sure do. Uh, and then TJ's was that we would see a bear. He also had that someone would get locked outside at an inopportune moment, which ended up being him. <laughs> and what you guys don't know is I saw a bear while you were out there. <laughs> I was out there. Oh, you guys all missed it. We saw a lot of bear iconography, so that might oh, yeah. like if each one of those counted for like one twenty-fifth of a bear sighting, yeah. we still ultimately <laughs> saw several bears. Yeah, but we ultimately saw no actual wandering bear. Uh, but TJ did get locked outside, I believe, by Jake. When when did this happen? No, I was locked. Oh, out. you got locked out. Yeah. Oh, I did that to you. Yep. Yeah. Just for a split second, I locked Tass out. Oh, I totally forgot about that. And Jake was locked out. He just didn't know it. Oh. When you climbed into the house through the the balcony. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about we that. We just all went inside. Then I was like, oh, shit, Jake's still outside. And I went downstairs <laughs> and unlocked the door. Yep. You know, the thing that we didn't get to talk about as it happened because we recorded last week's intro early is congratulating our new cast members, Kim and Josh and Megan. We announced early last week uh, that they will be joining us for some of our Patreon content. So uh, you will get to know them better in the coming months. Uh, we're going to do some Q&As with them, maybe play some games. And then once we know what game they'll be playing uh, and we get it into pre-production, we will announce that as well. Uh, but you can look forward to hearing more from them and learning about them in the coming months. And with that, it's time to let the recap roll. I'm going to scramble over there, call for them to help me. There's something under here that's important. This is real gross. Yeah, I'm going to rush over and help. The two of you start to dig through this meat. It is a huge pile, and it takes a minute, a minute and a half for you to get to the core of it, just throwing chunks out. But once you have cleared it away, at the center of this pile of meat, you find a blood-drenched copy of Macbeth. Um, okay. I'm gonna use my other hold just to be sure what can hurt it. In this moment, you're thinking about the events of that moment and why what you did destroyed this thing that works off of negative energy and bad luck. And it occurs to you in this moment, it was not the grenade that destroyed it. It was the teamwork from the help out. There has to be goodwill in whatever is done to this thing to destroy it. Oh my god. The vampire they were working on up there, then it's it's unattended. Do we want to go check on that? Yeah. We gotta get out of here. I can feel it inside. Feel what inside? It is exactly what Jake's other told him. They are trying to find a way to make it so that soul baths can bond with vampires. Jake, as you start to pull yourself out of this, you feel the inky blackness of the soul bat climbing up your legs. And Tass and TJ, you both see the soul bat come entirely off of this other vampire engulf Jake and climb down his throat. Tass and TJ, you have seen Jake trying to climb out of this circle that you have trapped the vampire soul bat in. And as Jake tried to crawl out, the vampire grabbed a hold of him and you saw the soul bat flow off of its body onto Jake and pour itself into his mouth and down his throat. What are you two doing? So the soul bat is off of the vampire entirely? Correct. Okay. Um, what is the vampire doing now? Uh, I think he's, at this moment, he's just looking at Jake. Oh, God. I think, I think I try to lunge forward and I get the stake out that I was going to use to kill Jake. And I have an opening, so I think I want to try to take out the vampire. Roll act under pressure. Ooh. Boxcars. Nice. Thank God. Yeah, you lunge forward into this sphere that is meant to contain the soul bat vampire and you stake it through the heart and it crumbles to dust. Uh, I think I just want to observe the sun like a window that is facing Jake and I want the sun to hit that soul bat and hopefully knock it out. Roll use magic. Handily, that's 11. Yeah, this window appears and is very bright near very suddenly. Jake, you get hit by this light coming out of this window. What are you doing? Does it seem like it's having any effect on the thing inside me? At this moment, it doesn't because it's inside you. Is opening my mouth very wide enough to expose <laughs> it to the light? I don't know. Someone get their flashlight. Let's see if we can see Jake's tummy. Ew. I can see it from here. Oh, God. Oh, God. I can <laughs> see the far end. <laughs> I, can I can see out the other end. I don't, think, I don't think so. I think it is. it's pretty far down in there. I'm going to try and make myself throw up then, I guess. Boy, I don't think there's a role for that as much as I would like there to be. <laughs> yeah, so you... Put 
put a finger in your mouth? Question mark. Yeah. Yeah. You put your finger in your mouth and you start to retch and this soul bat comes pouring out of your mouth. And as it hits the sunlight, it just starts to dissolve. It's like a horrible, horrible magic trick. There's black pouring out of your mouth, but then not hitting the ground. And after a couple moments of this retching, you feel like it is all out of your system and there is no sign of it. Oh, shit. Are you okay? <gasps> yeah. Yeah, I think it's gone. I will close the window. Yeah, no problem. It is dark in here now. Good idea. Yeah, that was very solid. Thanks. I was upstairs and I read through a few things and it turns out the sunlight will kill the soul bat. So like only because we were fighting it down here and the my weapon didn't work. It didn't do it. It didn't open it up. I don't know what to tell you about that, except maybe we somehow concentrate sunlight into your weapon instead of just whatever it is you have in there. <laughs> Flashlight. If you have some magic way to do that, awesome. I don't know how to accomplish that, though. What if we just, what if he opens a tiny but permanent see another place to the sun inside of your weapon? Okay, yeah. Ooh, that's a great idea. So, but why did this even happen, though? Do we need to do this? Because we just whooped a few of their asses, no problem. And then suddenly this one wasn't affected this one came out of the vampire. Like, I was talking to him, and he was like, get me out of here, something bad's gonna happen, and then that thing spilled out of his mouth and took him over. Oh yeah, the, the research said that they've been trying to fuse a soul bat with a vampire for years, and it hasn't worked, and the only times that it has worked is that the vampire's gone insane. So that's probably why he attacked you, Jake. Okay. But now they know that they can fuse soul bats with vampires. What? Well, we did kill all of them, so maybe nobody else outside of here knows. And also, we can't be confident that that one was going to work no problem. Like, that seemed like he was insane, so maybe it's still not working. Yeah, and I mean, it, it left. Like, it left its host. If it was going to be unstoppable, why would it leave the host and make itself vulnerable, you know? So I, I don't think they did it. I don't think it worked for good. Oh, shit. What if it could only work with me because I'm half vampire? Oh, my God. God, let's, okay, all right, yeah, let's just not worry about that too much and just not let one get a hold of you or me or TJ or anybody. I, I hold my arms out and just kind of look up and close my eyes and I go, TJ, make me soul bat proof. Okay, and I blast him with magic? I don't know what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> you can bar places to monsters and stuff, right? Can you bar? Am I a place? Can you bar the whole me to a soul bat? I would have to ask me if I could do that. And me says negatory. Well, we had a good run. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's huge. That's crazy. Um, We know for sure what they were doing. Uh, Shit, we got to get out of here. We have the book. We just we got to go, guys. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, let's get in the elevator then. Where are you headed to? God, yeah, we are just in the thick of it now. I guess we're just creeping out the back door and trying to sneak our way back out of the city. Yeah, I don't think there's anything clever here. I think, Jake, you need to carry the book. I mean, you know, that way if we do get caught, you can just fly the hell out of here. Okay, I'll take the book and I guess put it in my hoodie pocket. I don't really have anywhere else that'll fit it. All right, so you all pile into the elevator and head up to the lobby. The bell rings and the door opens. The lobby is much like the other abandoned rooms that you have seen just fallen apart and broken in disarray, but there are plenty of signs of things coming in and out of this building. Do they go any direction other than where we've seen or been? Uh, roll investigate a mystery. Why do I always ask these? Don't know. <laughs> because you're the smart one. <laughs> 
It's a four. As you're scanning around the lobby, you notice just outside of the door is a very small soul bat, and it's peering inside the glass. And as they peer through the glass, you see the yellow eyes shift to the rectangular outline in your hoodie pocket, and then it darts off into the night. We're made. Oh, shit. Okay, Uh, let's just get out of the building, and maybe you should just go. The only alternative I have is now that they think I have it, I could give it to one of you guys and still go, because it'll take all the focus off you. God, I kind of hate that, but it makes the most sense. Okay, I will hand the book to... Who wants it? I'll take it. I will hand it to Tass, and then I'm going to bust out the front door and take off into the night sky. And I think we're going to wait for like a count of 10 to see if anything goes by chasing after him. Um, How are you going to watch? It's 2 o'clock in the morning. It's very dark out. There are no lights. You're inside. How are you watching to see if anything pursues him? My night vision goggles. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we wait, actually. I think we start making our way for the uh, like the side door, like where Jake went out to summon Damien that time. Okay. So yeah, the two of you start heading in that direction. So Jake, you step out onto the street and you're going to take off into the sky. Like, describe to me, are you waiting to be seen? Are you just taking off and hope that you're seen? What are you doing here to cause this distraction? Do I see soul bats? Roll read a bad situation. Four. My God. Power leveling. You don't. It is completely clear downtown. Then I'm going to fly like 10 stories up and yell. So as you fly up, you take one point of damage, armor defeating, as something very heavy lands on your back and wraps around your waist. What are you doing? Can I turn my head and see what has grabbed me? You see a soul bat and it has jammed its fingers into your side. Uh, jinx. (laughs) Roll it. Please. 11. Okay, that gives you a hold too. So first, I'm going to interfere with what a monster minion or bystander is trying to do. In what way? Like, describe to me, what do you mean? I mean, I think that as it's trying, as it's grabbed onto me and it's trying to like climb around my body, that it just inexplicably loses purchase and slips off. Yeah, it slips off and you see it plummet towards the ground. And I'm going to go much, much higher up in the air now. I've got their attention. (laughs) I'm trying to get away. So I'm going to start flying in the direction like north, uh, the direction that the air museum is, but I, I don't intend to fly all the way to the air museum. All right. So roll act under pressure to try to be a target that is watched, but not a target that is entirely followed. Excruciating. Four. Oh my God. I was like, well, this won't be so bad because I can use my other hold to give myself a plus one forward. Don't matter. Don't none of this matter. <laughs> Tass and TJ, you come to the side door that leads out into the alley. What are you doing? Uh, I'm going to peek out into the alley and see if there's anyone back here. Roll read a bad situation. Seven. Oh. You get a hold one. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Yes. You see, as you peek out, soul bats all over the place. They are crawling up buildings. They are in the alleys. They don't seem to notice you, but they are here, and there are a lot of them. God, um, I am, you know, gonna just sneak that door back closed, and TJ, I, I mean, it's full. They're just all out there. I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's nighttime. Like, this is their time. The alleys are covered. I can't imagine that the streets out front aren't also covered. I mean, one was just walking by and spotted Jake. I don't I don't know what to do. I mean, I think I, I get this feeling that he can do these things. Like I, I might be able to get a little extra and and sprint out of town. I just 
I can't imagine that we're going to sneak out with as many as are out there. I think you're right. Uh, if we try to sneak, it's going to be tough for either one of us to stay hidden for very long. I mean, what can you do? We talked about some other things earlier. Can you like magically make yourself fly or super speed or something? Yeah, I can do some pretty amazing things, but I can only do like one thing at a time. Yeah. Okay. Um, shit. I think maybe you should take the book because you're better at this magic-y stuff and I'll cover you and we'll literally just try to sprint through these things and keep going as far as we can get out of town. All right. Um, I'll take the book and I'll put it in one of the pockets in my vest and I'll do a magic spell on my legs to make me run fast. All right. We'll use magic. And this is one of the spells that I have a plus one on because I'm a practitioner of it. Oh, nice. <laughs> so that's 11 plus four. That's a 15. Damn. All right. You infuse your legs with this magical energy. And what are you doing? I'm headed back towards the airbase. And I think that the role that you did will cover you back to the airbase. It seems silly to have you stop and make multiple rolls for this. I think this is a one roll event. And that'll actually be for both of you. All right. Okay. Roll act under pressure to navigate through the city at super speed and get back to the airbase without being spotted or followed. Okay. Uh, as well as my uh, weird is, my cool is a negative one, so that's a two. Okay. Tash, you see TJ push the door open and sprint away. What are you doing? I'm going to try to follow. All right. Roll no limits. Okay. You can do this. Seven. All right. What's your ramification? I think I take the harm from the strain. I think I don't give a shit about my body. I just want it to move that fast. All right. And roll act under pressure to navigate through the city at super speed. Six. But I level up. What are you taking? Uh, I'm going to up my cool by one. So, Tash, you also take off into the night. Jake, you have flown for maybe 10 minutes, uh, and you are just now on the outskirts of Indy. Um, you had said that you weren't going to go all the way to the airbase. Where are you going instead? Um, I think, like... Literally at the highway exit that would hop onto the road that leads up to the museum from 465, I kind of land there and just wait a second and you know take a look around and see if I'm being followed or not. Roll read a bad situation. Four. My God. I level up. What are you taking? I am just going to take plus one sharp and get it up to a nice even zero. All right. <laughs> you land on 465 and you take a look back towards the city and you do not believe you're being followed. And then there I go the rest of the way <laughs> to the air museum. Yeah. Tass and TJ, you arrive about the same time because you are moving at super speed. You are both very tired, but here you are. Where are you? Where are you going? What are you doing? I think I'm going straight to the Chinook and like just sprinting up waving my hands yep same the light kicks on and the back door drops open oh uh, we have it we have we have the book what what do we, you mean you have the book we got we have the book long story short we were looking in magic popped off weird and we fell through into ipt it was hidden there the whole time they had this like massive meat of like human parts or something and i think it was being like masked by that it was being hidden down there and we have it oh well can i see it yes absolutely all right and she comes out and she takes it from you and runs back inside. I think that if I can have some time with this, I don't know that we can we can 
fix the people, but this will tell us whether or not we can because this has been the piece we've been missing. That's awesome. That is awesome. Is Jake here? Uh, no, I haven't seen him. Oh, shit. I hope he's okay. Shoot. I'm going to stay outside and then uh, look f- at the sky to see if he's here. Uh, so you're staying outside? At the moment, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you uh, let them know that you're going to stay outside and they close the door just so that they have their defenses still. So Tash, you follow them inside and uh, Everett closes the door after TJ says he's going to wait for Jake to arrive. Um, What are you doing? I think I'm sitting with Everett. Like, I almost feel like I want to tell the tale a little bit of what just happened, you know? Yeah, and I think he would be open to hearing it. And um, Sherry actually goes over to the group, um, goes over to Susanna in particular, and you can hear that they're having some conversation about how to study this thing and, and how it might be useful. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I think the the big thing is just mentioning that we had to kill some people to get out of there, you know? I think I'm, I'm talking with him about that. Oh, yeah. So how thing to have to start to accept in the world is that uh, I can't remember a day that's gone by where I've left this place that I didn't have to didn't have to kill something to make sure that I got back safe. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Um, you know, we see that I mean a lot in this, obviously, even on our side where this hasn't happened, we've had to make a lot of calls that are pretty rough and we've not been able to stick to it as much as we like but you know we're trying not to trade lives here but my god like this is just this is it it seems silly to say a whole different world obviously but my god i saw out in that alley and i saw how many of those things are out there i just hope that this will do something you know i i hope that we can find a way to free who is left because sure we might be able to kill the big one with this but if that leaves every Everybody else like they are. We didn't win. We still didn't win. Yeah, but, you know, maybe just slowing it down will make a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, that's something I was concerned about too like let's say we can't save everybody but we break this and we kill the big boy what happens like does that mean do the other ones still infect people like does another one take over like do, do we have any idea that's been a widely debated topic we have not seen any proof that anyone except for that big one can make more spawn huh. so definitely something would be accomplished yeah yeah okay I mean, that's a start. We'll obviously take what win we can get, but man, I hope they find something and I wish I knew how to help. Yeah. You uh, you said in your world that uh, Margaret and I aren't together anymore. Is she, uh, she seemed pretty happy over there. Kind of embarrassed to say that I don't really know. Yeah, that sounds like her. Yeah, I mean, she's the busiest of all of us and it never stops for us, so I can't even imagine what she goes through. There's a little feeling inside of you sometimes when you when you're talking to someone and you get that weird feeling that you may not ever see them again. I never had that with Margaret until the night she left to go back to Indy, and uh, I never got to say goodbye to her because as she said that would make it a more realistic possibility if we actually took time to say goodbye. Yeah, that is uh, that's incredibly sweet, and I I mean I can say I'm sorry. It, I know it's practically from a stranger, but you know she's she's like a mother to us, and you know your self there too is very close. So I, I am I'm I'm truly sorry. Do you know why they aren't together anymore in your world? Uh, not exactly. It seems like there was some issue with the original team and some of the members, and we just outright didn't want to ask for details. Well, that's fair. How am I doing over there? (laughs) 
You're a badass, man. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you got this, uh, well, it's a Chinook, actually, but it's like a bunch of different ones all pieced together into this massive beast of a thing. And um, Oh, yeah, I flew one of those in uh, in Vietnam. I never thought about picking it back up again. I started putting my focus onto airplanes and whatnot. Oh, nice, fair. Yeah, you've gotten us out of many a scrap, and I'd like to say we've gotten you out of the same, but I don't think it's gone that way as much. You know, I told you before that I've been working on some of these planes. If there's something else you want me to be working on, if, if these fighters aren't going to be what's helpful, uh, you boys should let me know so I can put my attentions elsewhere. I kind of sneak out during the day and just do it to piddle around. But if I put my focus into it, you know, I could get one or two things working pretty quick. That's fair. I mean, really, I I think, yeah, if there are any choppers that could possibly run, that's going to be the, the biggest help for you all in general. Because um, I just, none of us can drive a jet. You know, I don't know what I'd do with that besides get the hell out of here, obviously. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was, I hate to say it, it was more spite than anything else. I was going to you know just enough to be able to pilot one over. Jake said, light that bitch up. Just yeah. drop everything I could find on top of that old building. Sure. I mean, I get that. I'd still be on board for that before I thought we might be able to save some people. Yeah, that's the whole reason I never could bring myself to do it. Just the thought that there might be a way to change this around. Yeah, I think the big thing now, if we look like we can actually do something here, if we can make some tactical hits, something that's a little a little zippy, a little maneuverable, that could do us all some real good. Yeah, all right. And if you can fly even remotely like yourself from back home, I think we'll do just fine. So TJ, about 20 minutes pass, and Jake, you have arrived. How was your flight? fine. I didn't see anything. I even like stopped to take a look around and I think I'm free and clear. Well, I did see hundreds of them over in Indianapolis, but they were in Indianapolis. So really? Yeah. Like we went out the side door and Tass actually kind of peeked out and there they were. So. Oh God. Yeah. I didn't see anything. Yeah. What are you doing out here? I was waiting for you. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Well, you're welcome. Uh, we're in the Chinook. Uh, okay. I'll go like knock on the, on the back door of the helicopter. Yeah. And after a moment it opens up. Oh, welcome back. Thanks. How's it going in here? Oh, it's going to take a while, but she's, uh, got the opportunity to look through it. Maybe we'll find something. I want to just step inside. Uh, yeah, I'll step inside too. And so Everett lets the two of you in and closes the door again. Uh, you see that Susanna and Sherry are kind of pouring over the book. Uh, Tass is sitting on one of the benches and uh, Eric and Scott are going over some blueprints that Everett has pulled out of some of the other planes and helicopters. And Alex, uh, she's actually making some food. Thank God, bub. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I didn't I didn't see shit on the way back. That's actually we were just talking about that. He said you guys saw a bunch? Yeah, but I mean, I was really sprinting out of there. You know, most of what I saw was really downtown in that alley, so I don't know, maybe just they weren't the path you took. I I don't know, dude, but there are a shitload. I mean, one of them one of them grabbed me like right oh. when I took off and I managed to shake it off and then I didn't I didn't encounter another thing the whole way back. So Oh, maybe it was that one that saw you like it just perched up and was waiting to spring something on you. Maybe. Oh god, well I'm glad you're back. Wait. I'm going to turn on the light on my mace towards him. Uh, nothing happens. Oh, thank God. Uh, you know, I just got to... No, know. it's good. That's smart. I don't suppose they've made any progress on the Macbeth yet, have they? Uh, they haven't reported anything, and I have not been willing to take the time to stop them. I'm going to go over there and look at it with them. Oh, okay. And Susanna and Sherry are in mid-conversation, and then she stops and looks up at you. This is incredible. I, I'm, I'm not quite sure what to do with it. Like, we knew we were missing something to try to, to learn, to try to create something, but how do I even begin to study this energy now? That's a solid question. And so I think
think I need to talk to me about some of that. Uh, maybe ask him questions about like, you know, how does magic work in this in this world, especially whenever it comes to like items that are connected to uh, other beings. Yeah, I think that you are inside of that room again. I can't believe you found it. Uh, yeah, we're we're really good. That's what you keep saying. Well, the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> Which the book was also in. Which the book was oh, also in the middle uh, of a meat uh, pile of pudding. Uh, it's a blood pudding. It's fine. Yeah, blood yeah, pudding. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we know that the Macbeth is is connected to the main soul bat. Is there any way that that main soul bat is connected to the other soul bats that it spawns? Well, connected in what way? I don't know, magically in some way. What what I'm trying to get at is that I want it to where once we destroy the Macbeth book, that it destroys all the soul bats. I don't think that there's any way you could destroy them all. I mean, if you could somehow like connect this item or connect a, a spell to banish them, maybe you could banish all types of them. But I don't think you could create something to like, oh, kill this and it will kill everything like it. But you might be able to. I mean, just thinking of the way that magic works, like you can bar a portal to a specific type of creature, but there isn't like a I don't have the ability to kill all of a specific type of creature. Well, I have the ability to, uh, well, we have the ability to banish a spirit or a curse from a, a place or object or or a person. So is there any way we could do that on a more massive level with the soul bats? I mean, maybe if, if you used this as a component of that, but it would have to be, I mean, that would have to be worldwide magic. Like you would have to create a, a summoning circle that, that rounded the earth to, to hit everywhere, unless you think you're going to somehow like call them all to one place. Because I mean, you're going to burn out anything you use in that one casting of it. What about the ley lines? use them as the summoning circle if you could find a central point. Yeah. How would I go about doing that? I don't know. I never spent any time with ley lines. I don't even know that... Like, I mean, I know that they're real, but I've never encountered one before. Have you? Yeah. Actually, it was our first mission. At the Halifax? Yeah. In the basement of the Halifax, there was a ley line that somebody was trying to take the soul bat and infuse a creature with the soul bat's powers and they needed the ley line to basically power it. I mean, that could work. It would be it would be a huge spell. It would take a lot of different components and a lot of moving pieces, but if you could infuse that spell into the ley line, it would cover the globe. Then that's what we got to do. And you are back in the room. I have an idea, and I tell her everything that me and me just discussed. This conversation, I think, takes you a good 90 minutes to figure out, like, how is the spell going to work? What are the components that we need? Um, so is there anything the two of you want to be doing during this that they are working on the spell? Um, I would be interested in, like, getting a list from Everett or, you know, some of the blueprints of things he thinks he could get up and running that we might have to fly into town and go take a peek at them just to know what they are. That's a really good point. Well, yeah, it really depends on if you're wanting it to be something that I could fly, I, I theoretically could fly that Huey. Anything else is going to be, I mean, it's going to be old planes if you're expecting me to fly it with any possible chance of uh, landing safely or bringing people back. Is there anything other than the Huey? It, it actually could hold well, everyone here, I suppose, if we got seats back into it. I mean, I'm kind of tempted to say, like, we get one for carrying people and one that just go fast. And, you know, whoever's in the go fast, like we get one of these jets or 
hear something moving so that somebody kind of breaks in to draw the attention. I could even be on that and just parachute out. Well, I don't even need to parachute. Oh, shit, I've seen you fly. Yeah, I can fly. Like, we could fly one in and over the Halifax, and I could dive out of it. I could even go for the hammer, see what the hell happens while everybody else comes in on a chopper. Yeah. Let's do one very few passenger, go very fast, and then the Huey. Let's Uh, learn about those at least. I've got the jet almost ready. It's just a matter of making a few minor adjustments. It could hold two people, uh, but I'm not quite sure I've got the ejector seat to work on both seats. Well, that's fair. No good way to test it without drawing attention here. Yeah. Would I be able to get out without being ejected? Ejected? As long as the canopy came off. Mm -hmm. That's an if isn't it? Yeah. An but I mean, one. it'll come off for sure with the with the one seat working. You know, this might not matter all that much. Um, how long do you think it would take you to fix the chopper? Oh, I suppose if all three of us worked on it, if we knew, I mean, this sounds like the kind of thing that once this happens, we may not come back here. I haven't put many hours each day because I just don't want to draw attention here. But if it's something we know we're not going to come back, I mean, we could spend the entirety of the daylight hours tomorrow working on it and getting it to test run. But it does put us at an awful dangerous place come nighttime again. Yeah, that's true, especially knowing that probably by now it knows that we have this book or that the book is gone. You know, he's he's going to be looking. He's going to be reacting, maybe fortifying, maybe taking a lot of steps that we have no idea what they might be. So uh, this might be a hell of a more difficult siege than we're expecting. I mean, I don't think we can move much faster than a day, though, so it's yeah. kind of nothing we can do about that yeah i I mean we could go out tonight i suppose but boy you would all have to be pretty quick on keeping an eye on things we don't typically go out at night well i i understand that's kept you alive um man that just if we have to go a whole other night with them to prepare that's rough too but it's not going to be helpful if we have to have two of us posted up to keep watch for you while you're working on it anyway like we might as well wait till we can all work in earnest right yeah scott and eric could help me with the with the helicopter after tomorrow, Alex, uh, she is the only one who could actually fly that plane. She gave me what little I know about it, so I'm sure she could walk you through some steps if all you're planning to do is fly it in a straight line and then jump the hell out of it. I love this. <laughs> this is my favorite part of this whole plan since we got here. Uh, and about that time, Susanna and TJ and Sherry get done. So I've been thinking about the big magic, and here's what I think is required. You need a rare ingredient, which you have. It is this copy of Macbeth. You have to have that. To trigger it, you're going to have to do a spell casting yourself. You're going to have to cast the banish spell. You're going to need multiple people. You're going to need at least two other people to help you with this spell. Um, the spell needs to be cast at a particular place. Um, it needs to be cast at the Halifax, at that ley line, and it has to be cast during daylight hours. Like, it has to be cast during the day. Do we know why it has to be cast during the day? Or, like... Um, I think that as you put all this together, you would start to understand why you need the energy from the sunlight to weaken every creature that is hit by this to make them weak enough to let go of their host for a second to be banished. Oh, okay. That um, makes a lot of sense, actually. And the last one is that it is going to take time to cast like this is not an instant thing there'll be like five six minutes while it takes all of this energy to transfer to all of the different ley lines around the world like this spell has got to travel through all those veins Mm -hmm. so you'll have to have to spend time casting it that sounds great I'm kind of working my way through all of the possible requirements for big magic and kind of just ticking them all off, but you hit almost all of them. I think as I'm listening to them talk this over, uh, I want to 
interject with TJ. I don't know how it went down here. I guess we could ask, but obviously we know ourselves got out of there a lot earlier than than we did. But, you know, on our world, it was tapped like it was empty does that does that mean anything here do we think maybe the same thing happened or did this whole well screw up keep it intact because if we get down there and this thing is dry we're screwed i'm thinking back to that and i'm letting me know that again as well this version of you had no idea it was even there so i think that in world you all know that that ley line was tapped because anastasia was casting a spell that's right so who knows where she at right now and also who knows if she even cast a spell in this world right it seems like the circumstances were just very different so yeah i mean we could obviously go to the halifax and take a look to see if it's still there i mean it's still worth the chance you know it, it yeah i think we have to do this because at the very least we get down there and we realize we can't do it we can still destroy the book and take out the big guy yeah so if this is the plan because i can help with the spell and so can Susanna. but during the daylight that's when they're all inside so what are we going to do about that and as she asked this question question, the interior of the helicopter starts to glow red and pulse, and Everett freezes. What is that? That's the alarm. It's proximity. That means that there's something close by, and I don't want to overpaint it, but each of these walls is designed to glow when there's something coming from that one direction. Oh, uh, can we even risk opening the door? That seem, It seems so dangerous to open the door to even get a look at what the hell's going on out there. Oh, no, there's no need, and he goes towards the front of the helicopter. What are you, what are you doing? Where are you going? And he walks to the front of the helicopter and turns on a bank of monitors. And as they crackle into view, you can see it's very dark, but there must be color in the monitors because the thing that you do see as you look across these 12, 13 monitors that cover every direction outside the helicopter are rows and rows of glowing yellow eyes. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Oh, Martha, look, the new season is coming. Get the snacks ready. Okay, okay. In a dangerous new world. While we can see the helicopters coming in, it looks like the teams are arriving for this season of Soul Survivor. Live action role players will fight. I'm Sequoia. Just girl. I'm Myrna. Grand chicken in. We agreed to just call me Sky. Name's Dale. I'm Cole. Hannah. To Bill. I need the feathers for my arrows. Sequoia, maybe you need to grab some things. To outsmart. (gasps) Oh my God. Wow. Look for us. Not again. To survive. No, don't, no, no. Facing Fate, Black Knight. Available at FacingFate.com and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts beginning June 14th. I don't know if I want to live anymore. I just want it to end. 
Dragons production.